What up? It's another episode of High Definition Podcast. I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. And we are back for another episode. Why am I sounding like I'm on the choir storm right now? Mm-hmm. I might need to find it. I might need to go into the profession. We'll see. No, I'm totally fine. <laughs> what up, y'all? Uh, probably when this comes out, it will seem like we've been on a hiatus somewhat. We still sitting on like. Two episodes? Yeah, I think it's like two. <laughs> but probably when this come out, you'll probably be like, I'm like back yeah. to back. <laughs> yeah. But in the sequence of us recording, it's done kind of been a little hiatus. Uh, <laughs> we just, it's just been life, life and- Life has been life. Work schedules and family and holidays. Yes. And personal stuff, just all kind of, just like he said, life been life. It's life. Yeah, so. But- we are here. We are still. We ain't went nowhere. We're going strong. We still got conversations for y'all. We, we still, here. We still have a whole di- di- itinerary. I, I mean, <laughs> that we haven't even touched all. Yeah, way. I mean, <laughs> trust me, we ain't going nowhere. No, we not. We not. We ain't going nowhere. So, my brother, yo, uh, as we said, life been life and blues. Mm-hmm. How, how's everything been? Everything's been copacetic. Simply put. Getting ready for the, you know, the Christmas season and all that. Well, that's already here. Yeah, it's that's here all, now. That's already here. It's officially uh, here. Thanksgiving was good. Really good. We went, to, went down to Monroe, Georgia. Built her, ah. her family. It was a three-hour drive. Three-and-a-half-hour drive. Don't forget the half. But it's typically a two-and-a-two-and-fifteen, like two-and-fifteen, mm-hmm. two-thirty. That traffic was brutal. Ninety-five? Uh, no. Eighty-five. Oh, yeah. you gotta go through yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't get that far in. But like, um, once you get past Commerce, a couple X's up. Yeah. And okay. You, yeah. It was just a long. It yeah. Was just a drive. Once you get past Commerce, it's yeah. gonna start getting. Yeah. Like straight. it was trying to get through Greenville and Anderson. Bumper to bumper. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like drive stop drive stop drive stop drive stop. I said yeah. I just threw my head back and yeah. went to sleep. <laughs> Wife was driving. I drove back. Okay. Yeah. How was yours? Uh, the holidays was good. Thanksgiving was good. Uh, we we hosted it. Ah, well, I saw uh, the table out there. Yeah. Yeah. We we hosted, and I also still had to work. I had to work the night before. Night of. No way. And the night after. You're kidding me. Not kidding. I won't complain. But I had to go back to work the next day. But you had to go to work on Thanksgiving night. night? Literally. So the night before, I worked, got home. Cooked. Started and, cooking. I mean, we had started the night before. Got home, finished cooking. Thanksgiving would have been celebrated on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, you still do the normal routine because you got to have that, that food got to already be cooked. Yeah. That way the next day. Yeah, the grease done settled. Yeah, the, the, extra the leftovers. Season. Yeah. yeah. I got to have my leftover plate on Friday. Okay. I had to go search for one. So, But I got it. I still ain't got my sweet potato pie. But I'm going to get something for the holidays on. <sighs> but yeah, I, I I still had to work, bro. I literally, oh I, literally I literally only got one day off. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I said I would never work third, and here I am working third, and I I have been humbled. Um, 
Don't just, ever tell God what you wrote. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to <laughs> say the least. Uh, to everybody that's done work that everybody that's done work that night shift. Oof. I ain't never done I, it. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I am not opposed to it, but bro, I don't want to do it <laughs> if I have to. Especially now it. we in the cold, Ooh. we in the cold time of year. I would much rather be at home in the bed with my wife. I feel you. So, but I definitely have been humbled, um, to say the least. Uh, but I am yet thankful. Um, you you already know my story. I do. I will. As time progresses, I will we'll let y'all in on some of it. In but, time. In time. Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, we're going to be on a little hiatus, but uh, this is your first time listening to us. We want to say thank you. Uh, if you are a returning listener, we definitely want to say thank you. Uh, if you don't know what we're about, we are a platform that's about having cultural conversations from mm-hmm. a biblical perspective, biblical worldview. Um, whatever conversation we're having, we'll, we'll go from politics to sports to relationships. Somewhere along the line, you're going to hear the Bible. We're going we're gonna to trace it back to the Bible. Uh, we're not perfect. We're not Bible scholars. We're just students. We're still learning. Uh, we're just trying to offer a conversation, hopefully at least to some solutions. Um we want to hear what you think about what we think. Um, so you'll see in the description there'll be a link tree. Um, it has, it'll give you access to, well not access, but it'll point you to all of our social medias, our email. Uh, please hit us up if you uh, want to voice any of your concerns, voice your opinions. We are more than welcome and open to hearing it. Oh, man, we don't tolerate, we don't tolerate any disrespect. So agree with us or disagree with us, that's fine. Just don't. Don't send us any disrespect. We say mm-hmm. we say, but we're not soft. So um just give me your fair warning. Don't don't try it. So with that being said. I bite. Um I'm just saying. I, I seen the Instagram post the other day. Jesus was not nice. He was kind, but he was, he was not he was nice. nice. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Being nice is <laughs> a that's kind of a fallacy. Uh, we we're not. Sorry. We are kind. Don't try us. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, mm-hmm. my brother. Yo. Uh, this topic today on mm. this episode, mm. I think we titled it The Invitation. The Invitation. Uh, elaborate on that uh, for our listening and viewing audience. So, this is a, all, basically, this episode is going to be about inviting people to church. Mm hmm. And how we can be better at it, um, but there's a there's a there's a there's a part before that that we I think we we missed the mark on. Okay. Um. Okay, so, but we'll get to it. How did you? Because you're the one that yes, you don't want to put this on the docket. And so, we when you I gonna when you put it on I think I was at work mm-hmm. when you put it on there I was like that's a very. When you, when I seen it, I got my break. I said, "Okay, that I wonder where bro what, what made mm. him, what, what what sparked this this thought, this idea." So mm-hmm. let's let the what's, let the audience in on what what kind of sparked this idea so, for you. As a, as a he is a battle rapper. His name is Street Hymns, and I heard him. Uh, it was a conversation he was having, and he said the. When you read the when you read the Bible, you always have to. The context of it, mm-hmm. where, where, when, why, and how, those things. So when it talks about the harvest is plentiful, 
but the labels are few. So you got to think about the dynamic for when that scripture was written. Or my mic probably was off right now. No, it was on. It was on? Okay. Yeah, it was still coming. Where um, Christianity Mm -hmm. at the time was very limited to a a certain place at that time for it. Now, that scripture holds true at that point in time. The harvest is plentiful, meaning there are a bunch of people who need the gospel, but we're only con- we're confined to this area. But eventually, we're going to, as he said, the, as Christ said, greater works will you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, like today, like Christianity is top two. No more. There you go. And he's like, why haven't we made the impact? A greater impact in the world. Mm-hmm. The harvest is still plentiful. Definitely. There's a lot of laborers. They're just lazy. Okay. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. But if we are number one, what is that saying? That was like the context. But what sparked my thought was, you know, we're doing uh we're doing some revamping and you know, church invitation. Mm-hmm. You want to invite people to church. And I think what the thing for uh for me was we always go, "Hey, it's easy for us to go, "Hey, I want to invite you to church." Yep. Hey, this is where this is my church. Da, 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 da. Come, 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 slide through and you know, see, celebrate with you know, celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, da, da, da. or come worship with you. And the thing is, have we had a conversation with the person that we're inviting about Christ mm-hmm. before we invite them? Because what is the what is the church for? Right, it's the assembly of the believer, the believer yep. the set apart, right? Yep. We're not saying that unbelievers can't come to church. But what I'm saying is the first conversation about Jesus they encounter should not be from your pastor. It should be from you. Right. That's where I was coming from. Okay. So it's easy to invite people to church yeah. and never have a conversation with them. So while you were talking, here's something I would want to interject too. Okay. Are we talking from a global Christian community standpoint mm-hmm. or are we just talking from an American? Because, well, we're talking from an American standpoint because I okay. know over in over in the East it's a whole it's, different, it's a, a whole, whole different, different ball, ball game. game. It's a whole different ball game. How we have westernized it. Okay. So, I fully agree. Um, we are, I think we, we are lazy. Not so much lazy as in well, yes, it is lazy. Mm. I think we, and it's lazy, it comes from one keyword. We're comfortable. There you go. Very comfortable. Um, we don't like rejection either. We don't. We don't like rejection, but I think this is, and I, I don't think we can just trace it all back to one, one specific, specific thing. Mm. Um, in the American church, and I'm lumping myself into it as well. Because uh, as we 
delve more into the conversation. And even as I was thinking about this, I was like, I can see, I can see where I have lacked. Same. In, in areas. So when y'all hear us having these conversations, we're, we're not. We we're, we, we factor ourselves. Yeah, we're, we're not excluding ourselves. No. Um, but to me, one of the key factors or one of the key things that has made us this way is, and we talked about this subject a lot, mm-hmm. the <laughs> lack of discipleship. Yes. Yes. And it's funny that you mentioned how it's not about us inviting people to church. We should be the ones out first having that conversation. Mm-hmm. I literally listened. To, it was a clip on Instagram. I don't know the pastor's name, but he was talking about the fivefold ministry, mm-hmm. and he was saying he was talking about how he he's literally talking about the same thing. He's mm-hmm. like, "Y'all are trying to bring people so I can talk to them, but really, my job is the job of the fivefold." Is to perfect the saints. So there I'm supposed is. to be talking to you. Yes. You're supposed to be the one going out doing the work of the ministry, talking yes. to the people. That's it. That's it. And like we're trying to put all of the pressure on the pastor. pastor. And truth be told, y'all, that is very unrealistic. That's very unrealistic. To put that type of pressure on one man or one woman. Like, y'all need to come here. And there's nothing wrong with and I, there are great pastors out here, mm-hmm. great preachers. Nothing wrong with you wanting to invite people to come and hear them, but to put that pressure on them that they're the only ones that can speak to this individual. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones that can uh, say something when mm-hmm. really you have the same Holy Ghost in you. That's mm-hmm. a, the same Holy Ghost in you, the same Holy Ghost in them. Yes. So, I mean, it all comes from a conversation. You know, the conversation can start with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in First Corinthians. Um, Paul may water Apollo, or uh, one may plant the seed. Apollo watered, but it's God, Christ, who gets the increase. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the me and Therese might have a mutual friend. Therese might talk to them first, and then a week or two, a month or two later, me and the, me and this same friend might have a conversation, and they're like, "Hey, I remember Therese told me the same thing." So Therese planted the seed. I watered. Mm-hmm. Christ is the one giving the increase. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's how these things work. The more you plant those seeds, the more you talk to these individuals, mm-hmm. their eyes start being open. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, maybe I might need to reconsider mm-hmm. this Jesus thing. Or I like what they said about this certain situation. Yeah. So. Um, I think our issue, too, though, bro, in our comfort. Mm-hmm. It has caused us to be afraid of confrontation. There you go. But who? That's that's it. Think about it. Yeah, I in. Let's go back to the Bible. Let's think about the the the, the Christ and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. That was always conflict there. And them Sadducees. And the Sadducees, yes. because they are sad. Yeah, you see. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> But there was always. Now that I say that, you made me think about this. Yeah, I, I want you to hold your thought. But could, it, could it be too? A lot of uh, something that's keeping us back too is a lot of us Christians. We just look so sad. We try to talk to folk. <laughs> like you try to be all yes. deep and spiritual and saved, but you just look sad and miserable. 
Could that be keeping us from breaking, getting people? Okay. I just wanted to say that. It, it could be. It just it sparked, it, it sparked that thought. Okay. It could be. But Go back to your there, there was always conf- confrontation and conflict between yep. them. Because they were, they were religious. Yep. And he's like... Like stop putting yourself above you, up, yeah, like, higher than you expect that you think you are. Come on now. I mean, you still put your pants on the same, same way. way. Well, well, back then they didn't have pants. Uh, okay, you put your robe on the same yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, or whatever you wore, whatever that was. Yeah. You do number one, number two, the same way. I mean, some of you might sit. I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> anyway, I, if I cut you, your blood still red. That's it. That's facts. That's facts. But that's like that's also that's the thing is we don't like the conflict and confronta- confrontation, yeah. and we're supposed to be bold. Supposed, supposed to be bold, meaning that we understand that there are gonna be people that are going to shout you down. Mm-hmm. You can have the most monotone voice and give someone the gun. Now, I think you should be very enthusiastic about it. It shouldn't be no monotone in delivering the gospel. To anybody because it's good news, and then if it's good news, you, know you should saying? be excited we, we about we it. I was saying, like, yeah, man, yeah, the Lord loves you, Jesus died for you. And then we go speaking in tongues, right? So, people confusing who, people, Conf- to people who don't know nothing about that. I got scripture on that too, but um, we can't be afraid of the conflict and confrontation because mm-hmm. God already, it be Christ already said it was gonna happen. Yep. If they they hated me, they're gonna hate you too. But the thing, and the thing is, I've seen clips where these street preachers they go out and they they're in, I mean, they're in the dope, the den Mm -hmm. of wolves, and they're preaching the gospel unadulterated, unfiltered gospel. Ain't no fluff about it, giving people the gospel, and there's people shouting them down. I've seen one clip where he was taught this one guy was like like locked in he was like da 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 and he he was speaking to him and he said said i don't know what it is in you but i cast it out right now and the guy broke down hmm. so there is something in him that wants to reject the gospel but there's something in him also that's like it's speaking to to some mm-hmm. hurt place in me. Right. We can't be a we we have people. There are people who we are sick. I would call them. We'll say they're sick. They're out there. They don't know the gospel. They they need the gospel. And us one knowing what the gospel is, right. being able to articulate it. Yep. Going out there and speaking it. Yep. We don't have to doctor it up. Put no ribbons and bows on it. Just give it to them. Yeah. Because it's not us that is doing the converting. It's the Holy Spirit. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? We don't, I don't save nobody. I can't save myself. I think we've forgotten that, bro. Like we want to do the work yeah, of the Holy Spirit. Like, like, Just, like we want we want to say stuff that's gonna convict. It's want, not us that say, does that. The Bible says it's the Holy Spirit yeah, that convicts. That, that's his job. I, I, you got to take that pressure off yourself too. My yeah. only job, my only job, is just to live the life as best as I can. Mm-hmm. When the opportunity presents itself, mm-hmm. just present Christ in this conversation. Yeah. 
and just let Holy Ghost do the, do the rest of the work. Another reason I believe we're scared is because we don't want it's it's easier. Like I say, it's easier for us to say, "Hey, come to church," and our pastors have that kind of mm-hmm. uh, be the one to give them the word because we've either excuse my language here, we've mucked it up ourselves. By how we are. No, we've messed it up in our interaction with people from day to day, mm. so that when you try to try to give, they're like, and when they finally get the gospel, they're like, you know, Therese, you know how you carry on here is not reflecting of yeah. the word. So we've we've tainted our witness. Yeah. A lot of us do that. Yeah. We we taint our witness. Now it's it's it it actually makes it two like ten times harder for us to because if the holy if the gospel when it gets in our hearts is supposed to cause change in us, if we're not changing, we're still looking like the world, mm-hmm. guess what? I can't I don't believe you. Yeah. Because on you know Saturday. On you know Monday through Thursday you like Monday through Friday you like this Saturday you like this and on Sunday you like this. Yeah, it's it's funny. Man. It's, it's a cat. It's at work. I ain't gonna say his name, but uh, he basically was like, I mean, me and we just he just started talking to me. I I be at work. I don't say nothing. I just do my job. You know, we talk, we talk, we don't, we don't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working third. I'm trying to get up out of there. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but he can't. He he just started talking. He's like, bro. I see you married. I like he's like what is, what's what's that married life like? So we got to talking. Mm-hmm. He just, he walked off with some other stuff. A couple days later, he came back, started talking to me again. Mm-hmm. So we just started getting a little getting a little bond going. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later, he's like he like he like he's do drugs and he mm-hmm. was in well not do but he used to sell them. Gotcha. He he was in that life. He like I'm not repeat game. I'm, everybody here, I can tell you who doing what. He said, "You the only one I see in here. You you got to be like the most sober dude in here. I not seen." Wow. He was like, "He's like, what's up with you? You just got to talk." I like. It's an open. See. I said, "Bro, I I can tell you right now. I know I don't do no drugs. <laughs> I said I don't do none of that. Uh, that ain't my thing. Um, I said all I do, bro. I I go to work. I go to church. I go home. Mm. And I'm at the gym." He said, "I could tell." Yeah, he's like, bro. It's some. It's just. It was just something. He's like, you. It's something a little, little different about you. So, by you carrying yourself this way, someone saw it, mm-hmm. sparked the entry. I, that's the Holy Spirit. Going, because I, I, there's a piece of God in all of us. Every last human being even you atheists yes because he he created you there's a piece of him inside of all of us and when we are in a position to want just we got to speak the gospel just live it mm-hmm. it creates an uh there's something inside of people that go Something different about you. Yep. Like th- in this case, something different about you. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna find out. When that person comes to you and goes, "So what's up?" There's an opportunity for one. 
you to one share who you are, what mm. your beliefs are, mm-hmm. and now they go, oh okay, and it creates a it like the, it creates a interest for them to it could go a step further where they go like, well where you go to church at? Next conversation could be where you go to church at? Da 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 da. You had that conversation. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know. So what y'all be talking about up in church? I be talking about this Jesus dude, yeah, yeah, and then it's an opportunity for yep. you to be able to share the gospel with that person. Mm-hmm. A door was open, a seed was planted. Yep. Now he's coming back. Now you got opportunity to water it, mm-hmm. water it, water it, just by living the way Christ has us to live, being un- you unadulterated and authentic in your walk with Christ. That rubs off on other people, yep. and it's like that creates an interest for them. And then, what happens? They get pulled into yep. the church, like it says in First oh, Corinthians fourteen. One Jeremy knows that I like that picture, y'all too. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if therefore the whole church should assemble together and all speak in tongues, and ungifted men or unbelievers enter. Will they not say that they are mad? Mm-hmm. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. Mm-hmm. Now, that all is not by people, but what he sees right. and what is going on in the area, in the atmosphere. He is called to an account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed, meaning he confesses. Mm-hmm. And so... He will fall on his face and worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. See. That's 1 Corinthians 14. uh, 14. I'm doing this little funky little thing right here. Uh, 14, uh, 23 through 25. All right. Since my iPad is tripping, can you go to your Bible, pull Mm -hmm. up, and go to, I think it's it's in the first three verses, if I'm not mistaken, of that same chapter. I think it says I think it's saying all prophecy is for uh edification. Mm-hmm. What verse is that? It's four. So uh, is it he that speaketh in in, in no. that one? That's verse three. Oh. Verse three right there, right above it. But he that prophesies He that prophesies speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. All right. So basic form when you hear people so when you're giving somebody encouragement, mm-hmm. that's a form. It's a basic form of, of prophecy. When yep. you're you're edifying, you're building somebody up. Yep. Basic form of prophecy. Um, you're exhorting. You're encouraging them to mm-hmm. go to another level. Mm-hmm. That's a basic form of prophecy. So mm-hmm. when an unbeliever or somebody who doesn't believe like you, when they're hearing you, you know, encouraging somebody, when they're hearing you trying to lift somebody up, mm-hmm. that's a basic form of prophecy. And what Paul was saying later on, what Therese just read, you know, that opens the door for them to be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. maybe let me assess my life, right, and make some changes." Just just based on something you might have said, like, "Hey, like you might just say, hey, bro, I know you down, but you can you you got this, you can do better.'" Yeah, just that right there could let somebody know, "Hey, okay, I can do this." Just want to. No, oh, that's facts. And. When we, like I said, just us being 
who God has called us to be mm-hmm. and walking that out. People see it. People notice it. And I've had people come to me and ask. I mean, people, just random people would be like, at work, you know, I had one associate who was talking about, was talking about God, talking about Christ. And then, like, when I moved to another department, he came strolling back down. I said, hey, man, you don't want to know about Jesus. <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> and what's crazy is one of the uh, one of the maintenance guys I'm cool with, we used to go to church together in Greenville. And uh, he was passing by. He stopped. And he overheard us talking. And he joined in the conversation. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Little tag team. Going oh, up. yeah. But that's my thing. It's like, August is we have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know, like you said, you don't know who you're entertaining. Mm-hmm. You don't know what people got going on in their personal lives. And just, God can use you where you're at. Yeah. Regardless of where you are. And I think, too, we have to not be afraid to be, I think, and this is an issue, too, we have to not be afraid to be transparent. Yeah. Because I am still working out my salvation. Mm-hmm. Yes. I grew, I literally grew up in the church. Same. I've been in church literally all my life. But I am I have it I have said this in a, as a transparent post on social media. If you talk to me, in my eyes, I'm the most imperfect person on this planet. What did, uh, what did it say? I am the chief of all sinners? Yeah. I I may I may not have done drugs, but I feel to to me I'm the most imperfect person. Um I am still I'm striving to do better. I am very much aware and being even more made aware of my flaws. And yet and still, I will proclaim Christ. I will strive to be like him day by day. And I'm not afraid to let somebody know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because we save, just because we go to church, that doesn't exclude us from life's troubles. It doesn't exclude us from our own faults. If anything, those of us who are in the church should be the most transparent people on the planet. That's fact. We should be letting people know, listen, this man named Jesus, when I tell you he done helped me get over so much stuff, Mm. and he can help you too. Because that testimony of what you're you got you came through you never know if the person that you having a conversation with is going through the same exact mm-hmm. thing currently yeah and to hear that encourages them yep to let me let me seek this jesus guy out and i think we got also we have to portray jesus in the way in in the truth not in the way in the truth yes. that just because you may still be doing some things that, yeah, he may not approve of. He's not going to shun you no. because there's some things you haven't walked away from yet or there's some things you're struggling to walk away from. He just wants you, um, uh, what I think it's in James, uh, draw draw nine to me and I will draw nine to you. Mm-hmm. He didn't say you got to leave all your stuff behind right. to come and draw. He just said just, just – or. To to make it to to make it more plain, something he just said, look, you do your best to come close to me. Mm-hmm. The more you doing your best to come close to me, 
I'm coming that much more closer to you. You don't have to take a wash up before you take a bath. Just get in the bathtub. All the dirt gonna come. Yeah, out. and everybody, you know, it's the whole saying. I need to get myself together before I come to church. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. And in this day and age, in this information age, as big and as vast as this world is, this world is actually small because of social media now. Mm-hmm. You can find out so much stuff about folk. I mean, it seems like almost week to week we find out something about somebody that's in church that's done did some some type mm-hmm. of dirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish we it wasn't that way, but the sad truth is, it's that way. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this and you're you're not really in the church like that, you like ain't never a bunch of fake people. We church boys, we let you know, yeah, there's a bunch of fake people in church. But I'm also letting you know what you see being portrayed on social media, Jesus ain't like that. He is not. He is not. But on the flip side, I'm going to let you know, too. You got fake people on your job. You still going there. Mm-hmm. You got fake people, fake people in the club. You still going there. There's fake people everywhere. So don't let that excuse keep you away from the one who really wants to be in a relationship with you, yeah. who, who is Jesus Christ. All right. It's facts. So, I'm not saying it's wrong to invite people to church. I'm not saying that. Not at all. What I'm saying is, invite them into your home. A lot. It's it's easier. How I say this? Inviting people to church is easier for us, but it is hard for them Mm -hmm. because, like, like we just said, they they feel that oh, eh, I got too many flaws. I don't be. I don't need. I don't deserve to be there. Makes it a little tougher for them to say yes. Mm -hmm. But. Inviting them to our home is harder for us, but it is easier for them. Yeah. So remember this. Jesus never made it hard for us and easy on him. Hmm. Do what is difficult for you. Get uncomfortable. Yep. Invite someone on your job that you know for a fact that doesn't know the Lord. Invite them to your home. Yeah. Let's scale back a little bit. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to lunch. Have, you know, go to Panera, get you a little salad or whatever they have there, bread or whatever. Have a little lunch conversation with them. Some coffee. Starbucks. There's a Starbucks everywhere. Everywhere. Even in a grocery store. Even in a grocery store. Just have a simple coffee and a conversation. You know, invite them, get to know them. Like, my Mm -hmm. thing is this. It's easier for me. It's easier for a person to come to be willing to come to your church when they have a relation with you prior to you yeah. inviting them to church. Yeah. One thing I tell people, I, if I invite you to church, I don't want you to do it to check off a proverbial box that I went to church because Therese wanted me to come. Right. I want you in your heart of hearts, do it for you, yeah. not for me. Yeah. Because when you do it for me, Yeah. 
There's no benefit. There's no benefit. I mean, what? You're not benefiting me. <laughs> you know, come to church. You're not benefiting me. But when you do it for yourself, it's the, it's it's on you. Yeah. Like, I want the Holy Spirit to to move within you to draw you into the church. Yeah. Church is it's not the end all. Christ is. I want people to remember that too. Yep. Just because I invite you to church, if I invite you to church, you get saved. You staying at the church that I attend is not a priority. At all. You can go to the church down the road. You can go to church clear across the country. As long as you got Jesus, that is all that matters to me. Because when you stand before him, it's not going to matter. He's not going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, because you went to this church. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if I had, you know, I invite you and you stay. That's cool. That's awesome. I, I Thank God. But if you don't and you go somewhere else, I'm not going to feel slighted. Yeah. And a lot of times we have to watch our motive behind people wanting to come to a specific place. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen where we have a prominent person. Close the church somewhere and everybody flocks that way because of the name. Is Are you there because Christ led you there or are you there because of the name? That's a touch conversation. That's a touch conversation. Well, we I go, don't care. We can go there. You want to. No, we not. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today. But, and that's, I mean, it's fine. But my thing is at the end of the day, check your motive. Yep. It, it always comes back to the motive. Check your motive. Because the God that we serve. Yes. He he even said, he told Samuel when Samuel was going to anoint David the king. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, he was told Samuel basically like, okay, uh, he basically like, did you send me to the wrong spot? He like, look, you looking at the outward appearance. Mm-hmm. That's what man, look, man <laughs> looks at the outward. That's perfect. Me as God, I'm looking at the inward. I'm looking at the heart. I'm looking at the motivation for yep. why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. So the way God looks at stuff, the way the way we look at stuff is mm-hmm. totally different. Because I know, cause look, I know stuff, and <laughs> hey, my place speak on it. <laughs> but you know, my thing is, I know, I've seen it firsthand. I know places that have the most elaborate services, but they ain't got no oil. None, none, um, no oil, bro. It, <laughs> no, it, it's kind of funny you said that. So we was, um, me and my wife was in the store, ran ran into someone that we we used to go to church with, and um, I'm trying to say this without saying too much. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, so what, what are you going to church at now? Because mm-hmm. we're you know we're still searching. Um. Our our last church, we, we kind of is just a transition. Our our leaders they transition on to something else. So now we're we're looking for another church in our area. Um, we all still family. They still our pastors, but they just transitioned. They released all of us to go find another community to get plugged into. You know, we still talk from time to time too. So just so y'all know, everything's still good on that front. All right. So they said uh, they mentioned they mentioned a particular church in our area. Mm-hmm. They said praise and worship was bananas. Mm-hmm. 
They had the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. They said when the pastor got up, it was like the Holy Ghost said, oh, well, it's I, time to go. I, guess I'll be back. I said, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was like, it's not good. I was like, huh? That's not good. Like, yeah, when, I'm not saying what. No. But I was like, wow. And see, it's it's like aesthetics is fine. But make sure that word That's the most important thing. Make sure that word because I'm I, granted, I'm not gonna invite somebody to my house and it's filthy. Right. I'm not gonna do that. So I gotta make sure that the aesthetic is welcoming. There is a when it comes to church, yes, there is a certain way you have to package it. Mm-hmm. There is a certain way you have to present mm-hmm. certain things. However, don't put all of your focus on all the way the, you package. There you go. And then, but you don't. There's no substance, right? That's a fact. Make sure it's it's from the whole sphere of yeah. it, everything is on is where it needs to be. At. It's good for you to have a. You a, ain't gotta have a fog light. You ain't gotta have a fog machine. You ain't gotta have the dancing lights and all that stuff. You nothing wrong with it. You ain't have all that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's nice, but when that word come forth, is there? Is the per is the person that's giving it is the Holy Spirit with them mm-hmm. giving that message, or is it just meh? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you'll know if the Holy Spirit is is there. Yeah, you really will. You will. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there, man. We're going to leave it there. Because, I mean, I've been in some services, some places, and I just be like. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Praise the worship is bumping. But I'd be like. I mean, that band be smacking. That bass be hitting. Listen, in. listen. And after ba- that, a band that got a good drive. But back to inviting people. To church. <laughs> <laughs> but back, back to inviting people to church. So it's awkward for people. To, to give a person a yes. Or they feel awkward about giving a yes. Like for reasons we've said, they don't feel like they're where they should be. Us inviting someone for coffee or then inviting them to our home and sharing the gospel with them periodically mm-hmm. before we say, hey, come to church. It One, you have the opportunity to be transparent yep. about what you have gone through. Or are going through, and what God has brought you through. Oh, I just thought about something too. Oh, go ahead. I can put a pen in my part. Go ahead. Because I think too, not specifically just inviting them just to specifically share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Because the people we're talking to, they're dealing with real life situations just like we are. Yep. Uh, so, for example, yeah. what if, what if, say a person you you talk to at work, y'all don't form a pretty good relationship to yeah. where you can invite them. Out to some coffee, or out mm. or over to your house. What if they're dealing with a domestic issue? What if they're dealing? What if they're just dealing with just relationship issues? Period. 
So being in her dad, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, no, no, Sorry from trust. You know what I'm saying? What if you know uh, you deal, you got a homeboy at work? Y'all done started getting this little bond. He's like, hey, bro, look, me and my me and my girlfriend, me and my wife, I'm dealing. Mm. We dealing with this. I see, you know, me and you, we we talk. I see, you know, we talk. You talk about your marriage. You been married for X amount of years, mm-hmm. and it seems like y'all doing good. Like, what's what's up? Can you talk to me about mm. this? Not specifically the gospel, but that specific conversation could be an open door to release the gospel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because people yeah. are dealing with real life shit, and Jesus wants to come and help us in our everyday life That's with facts. everyday situations. Yes. With stuff that we're dealing with. The Bible has stuff to say about everything that we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it do. Okay. So you just getting them preaching, you need to be saved. No, and, no, no, uh, no, You need to do this and do this. But they're dealing with these real life situations. So how can you... I remember uh, my, you know, my pastor. I, you know, I call him Pop. He when he did a series on the kingdom, and he was saying how we need to be able to carry the kingdom. The kingdom is already carried within us. Mm-hmm. But when we get to wherever sphere we're in or wherever place we're going, mm-hmm. how do we unpack the kingdom mm. to be able to release it to people? So it is all in whatever situation you're going into, how do you unpack the kingdom or how do you unpack Jesus to this person and what they're dealing with? Facts. It's like telling a homeless person who's cold, go be warm or, you know, go eat. Like, the, you know, you can give that person the bread of life, the gospel, but not give them. No, they still cold. They still cold and they still hungry. You know, it, it, that's perfect. Even if you're not willing to say open your home up, you know. Yeah. Do you know of uh, in the local shelters in the area that right. you say, "Hey, look, I know about the shelter. I I can give you a ride over there." Right. And that way, you're not. You yeah. at least have somewhere warm to sleep sleep tonight. I don't. He said, like, "You may not even know their right. their policy and procedures for an extended stay." Yeah. But you can. Are you able to offer that? And then you know, on their ride over there, like, hey, was tell me about yourself. You know, yeah. had a little conversation for that time. Mm-hmm. The the whole the thing is, you don't even have to force a person to share when you just be Christ like in your approach to them. That's a seed. The Holy Spirit nudges that person, mm-hmm. and they usually just start. Yeah. Spewing, yeah, I've had it happen plenty of times, um, <laughs> plenty of times, and you know, in that, in that moment, it's an opportunity to you know pray for them, mm-hmm. pray with them, yep, you know, and then you know, try to try to find a way to alleviate that need that they yeah. they have. It opens the doorway. Mm-hmm. It opens it. Cause I'm gonna tell you, man. Like, I've I've had like literally just phone like phone calls, and then I'd be like, "So what's really up, man?" And they just go, they'd be like, "Wow, wow, yeah, yeah." It's real out here. It is, it is, and and then people, you know. Like you said, you don't have to, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Just be, just be Christ-like in your yeah. approach. I mean, because 
everyone that Christ encountered who had a ailment. He laid hands. Well, he was the word, so he didn't really have to even really, you know, speak it, just be it. Yeah. You know, lay hands on people. He spoke it. It was like, what was it? Um The Centurion. The Centurion. Yeah. He sent the word. Yeah. And he went back and mm-hmm. child was healed. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Just you being, you being. Maybe a, enough for that person. Could be. But how many of us put ourselves, how many of us have fumbled the opportunity mm. to be that light because of how we carry ourselves? Yeah. Sheer fear of someone opening up to us. Mm-hmm. Can't be afraid of that. Mm-mm. Can't be afraid of that. Like I said, we all have problems. We all want someone to hear us out. Yeah, we can talk to God, but he put people here. Yeah. <laughs> God works through people. <laughs> he works through people. Um, um mm. So I got a question. Hope I have an answer. Should our church message, or should the message that comes forth in churches be tailored to unbelievers? Well, okay. Should church services be designed with unbelievers in mind or believers? Scripturally speaking, I want to say it's for believers when we gather together. Okay. But there will be, there's possibly, there could be an unbeliever in our midst. Right. Now, that scripture we just, we read, mm-hmm. if they hear it, they yeah. feel convicted, Yeah. they'll confess. Yeah. There is no deviation from the word or having to tailor a message a specific way, you just give the gospel. Because who convicts? Holy Spirit. And he, the Holy Spirit convicts through the word. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. You don't have, we don't have, to, if this, this, the church is the assembly of the saints, mm-hmm. it's the assembly of the saints. We're not saying that I don't believe or can't come in because I've seen it where people have come to church and they don't, they're not believers, but if a person comes over, they may not have accept. They, there is something in them that is drawing them there. Yeah. Yep. It could be, there's that, Outlier where it could be I'm checking off the proverbial box could I'm going be. to church. It could be. Could be. But give the gospel to edify the believer. Mm-hmm. If anyone is convicted by it, 
you don't have to. The only time you deviate is to give, to give, to <clears throat> pray with that person for salvation. Mm. Now, here's why I think that the church can, in a sense, do something for the unbeliever. Well, it's for the believers, but it's for the unbeliever as well. When we uh, have like events outside mm. of the church. Mm-hmm. Community events. Mm-hmm. Those com- those events are for the community, right? right. Those events draw people. Mm-hmm. The people working, if the, the church that is putting on that event, you know, say most times it's people that go to the church that work those events. By a seed, in a sense, is being planted mm-hmm. because you're doing something to one, uh, constructive for the community, yep. especially if you have a community that not a lot goes on, mm-hmm. you might free food, all that stuff. So in those moments, people are being fed. Yep. Clothed. Being clothed. Um, in a sense, it's all around good time. Yep. You show that, one, believers can have fun. Yep. And... Intrigue and curiosity does pop up with people, and they go, you know, what church? You know, what church is doing this. Oh, what's this, uh, faith, you know, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. How do y'all do this? Oh, well, it's our first time doing it. You know, we're trying to make it an annual thing. You know, da, da, da. okay, cool. It's like, you know, um, it's like you go to church around here. Or no, no, okay, okay, cool. Well, you know, if we're here in the community, we we want to be a fixture in the community. If you ever want to, you know. By all means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think that when when we're in the community and people see that, and they see that one where cleaning up, you ain't got you ain't we ain't gotta be the Jehovah's Witnesses. No, no, no. Hey, watchtower. No. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta say, hey, you know, commu- uh, community outreach. Miss Miss Sandra, her shuttle, her shutters on her house are hanging. Yeah. Hey, can I fix those for you? It's putting our putting the getting outside of the four walls, yep. putting ourselves in the community to be a light. We ain't gotta go around and holler in the gospel. You ain't gotta do that. Just be. Mm-hmm. Just be. That's it. Because we are his hands and his feet. Yep. And his mouthpiece. Sometimes we ain't gotta say nothing. Sometimes gotta shut you up. Just work. Yep. That's facts. But yeah, I don't know. That's all I had. I was, I just we gotta we, let's let's make sure that my I guess my point is let's make let's be more willing and more able to give people be a light to people mm-hmm. and put ourselves in a position to share Christ before we try to because a lot of before we try to invite them to church. I'm not saying inviting them to church is wrong or anything like that, and I don't want nobody to take it that way. But I think that we could take it a step further. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going, hey, if we, got, if we will actually put in the work, that's and this is why I think that like that needs to be a network where churches can piggyback off of things. Like if First Baptist Bowling Springs has an event, other churches should partner with them and kind of make that event a grand thing where, oh, you know, because a lot of times 
volunteer it's kind of hard to get volunteers to do stuff mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like but if other churches like, let's collaborate with you but a lot of times it's pride because we want our name on it like but it ain't about the number of people that go to your church it's about the number of people that get they get the god yeah end of discussion every church can burn down but guess what? The church still stands. Exactly. Because who's the church? We are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying. Because these are buildings. These they're temporary. They can easily be burned. They down. can easily be burned. We've seen it. We've seen it firsthand. But my thing is, let's let's not make the four let's not make the gospel about the four walls. It's not about the four walls. The the church is a tool. Yeah. To equip. Send out, recruit for the kingdom. And to advance the kingdom. And advance the kingdom. The church is not the kingdom. Church is pit stop. <laughs> if only we would just get that. That's, that's what it is, man. It's, it's about like, a lot of times, like, you know, and I've heard pastors say, None that I know. I've read columns of what pastors, especially when doing this, doing some research on this. I've heard pastors say, "Like my salary work is off this." Like, and the guy, the guy, the column that I read, he was like, "I had to be honest about that to make sure I check my own motive mm-hmm. for getting people here, because it's not about." The number of people, it's about the number of people getting to Christ, mm-hmm. not the number of people coming to my church. Mm-hmm. And that could be a hard pill to swallow if you are a pastor. And this is your full-time gig. your full-time gig. And I do, I, I do believe God calls pastors mm-hmm. to ministry full-time. There are pastors that do have. They're bivocational. Yep, bi, yep. But I believe that God's like, hey, drop all that, do this. Oh, yeah. But what is it? What's, what's it saying? If it's God's will, it's his bill. God's bill, yep. And I believe it's, and it, it is those pastors that they have tremendous faith mm-hmm. that God is going to provide for them. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You got anything else, brother? Nah, man. Well, this is another episode of High Definition Podcast. I am Maurice. And I am Therese. Y'all remember to live life. From the highest definition. We're going to catch y'all on the next episode.